You're listening to St. Pius 10th Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. On this Father's Day weekend, our readings give us a glimpse into the heart of God, the heart of a father and the heart of a son. In our first reading, God tells Moses to remind the people of all that he has done for them, that he chose them, that he saved them, that they are dear to him, that they are his special possession, and they have a special vocation, a special mission that they are to perform in the world. They are a priestly people in a holy nation. God has come close to them. He has revealed his mind and heart. He's given them his law, his commandments, and by following his law, they are to demonstrate their wisdom. That's to be noticed by other nations, and that's to draw them to God. So those 12 tribes were supposed to be something of a magnet to draw all the nations of the world, of the human family, to be one with God and one with each other. That's what it means to be a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. Priests are a bridge. They bring people to God and they bring God to his people. And in the gospel, Jesus looks upon his father's special possession. He looks upon the crowd and his heart is moved with pity for them. They were troubled and abandoned. Their priests and their shepherds had failed them. They didn't listen. They didn't hearken to God's voice. They didn't keep God's covenant. They didn't protect the sheep from the wolves. And so God sent his son, the good shepherd. So Jesus loves his flock with the heart of his father, but he doesn't love them alone. He shares this work. He says the, abund the harvest is abundant. Just as God chose Israel and his 12 sons to do his work, to fulfill his vocation, Jesus chose his 12 apostles. But Jesus is not satisfied with them just being a magnet, just living well, living wisely, living in peace, and hoping that others recognize that and are attracted to it. No, they are apostles. He sends them out. He takes it farther. They're first sent the lost sheep of Israel, and later they will be sent to the ends of the earth. And the point of both readings is that God is not indifferent to our sufferings. He knows us. He knows that we sometimes feel abandoned, and his heart is moved with pity for us. But notice what that pity ultimately leads him to do. What's his plan for our troubled hearts? It's ultimately his presence. There's no greater sign of love from a father than his presence to his children, to those he loves. God makes it possible for us to know him and love him, to enjoy his presence. God sends his son, and his son sends the church. God's love for his people doesn't translate into material blessings that fade away. Yahweh didn't make Israel the most powerful military force on the earth. He didn't give them the most dynamic economy. He gave them his presence. He gave them his law. He shared his mind and heart. He gave them priests and shepherds. But they were human priests, shepherds. And so they failed largely. They were selfish. They were sinful. And as a result, they hid God's presence. 
It's what bad priests, bad shepherds, and bad fathers do. They hide God's heart. They make it more difficult for us to trust in God's love. In Jesus, the heart of God is on full display. It's moved with pity, with divine compassion, but still, this doesn't translate into material blessings. Jesus doesn't go around giving away free donkeys and new plows. Right? He's not a game show host. That is not his mission. He is the presence of the Father's love. That's his plan. That's what the pity of his heart moves him to do. But again, not alone. He shares his mission with the 12 apostles. He calls them by name, those he wanted. He forms their minds and hearts. He teaches them about the Father, how to pray to the Father, how to recognize the presence of the Father and trust in that presence. He ordains them. He breathes the Holy Spirit upon them. He places the divine pity that's in his heart into their hearts. As God the Father sent him, so now he sends them to us. On this Father's Day weekend, our readings focus a lot on the priesthood, and at first glance that might seem a little strange because one of the things you first think of when you think of a priest is that we don't get married, we don't have children, and yet you still call us Father because we are. Jesus gave his priests spiritual authority, not physical power, spiritual authority, and not just for ourselves, but for their people. Jesus gave his priests authority especially over unclean spirits. And so how many people today are troubled by unclean spirits and feel abandoned because they have no father, physical or spiritual, in their lives to drive them out, those unclean spirits, to speak truth to them, no one to tell them that God's heart is full of pity and compassion for them, that his mercy is boundless so they can begin again and live in freedom and in truth and in goodness. Before Moses received the Ten Commandments, every father fulfilled the role of priest for his family. It was Noah and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob who built all altars and led prayers and offered sacrifice to God for their family, for their clan. After Moses, the rituals and the worship became more specific and more tied to the temple. And so one tribe was dedicated to serve as priests. And in a similar way, Jesus designates specific men to share in his priestly ministry full time. But God still wants a kingdom of priests in a holy nation. And he will only get what he wants if every father here takes their vocation seriously. Every father here is called to be a priest, and the two priests here are called to be a father. Every father is called to drive out unclean spirits from his home. Every father is called to drive out fear and worry from the hearts of his children. Every father is called to bring God to his family and his family to God. Without cost, we have received the great gift of fatherhood and without cost we are to give, especially the gift of our presence. 